episode 10 fantastic made it to the 10th podcast hope you enjoyed it please do let everyone know we're out here (laughs) (laughs) we're very lonely we may not come back (laughs) and we'd love for people to talk to us on instagram so please tell your friends yep any questions climbing or, or doesn't even have to be yeah. adventure related yeah. anymore if anyone wants to chat just yeah. cool. that's fine yeah. don't talk to Frank talk yeah. to us yeah. kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol so ladies and gentlemen The Tempest 2 Tom Caulfield James Whistle The Tempest 2 this is the story of The Tempest 2 Hello, hello. <laughs> Mental. Uh, welcome to uh, episode 10 of the Tempest 2 podcast, uh, episode 2 of the LCAP series. We are in the van again, our office, studio. the studio, our bedroom, kitchen, and our vehicle. All rounder, really. Um, and we're recording after being in the valley for 10 days, which is crazy. What have we done in the last 10 days? 10 days in Yosemite, which, uh, boy, oh boy, you run out of stuff to do, don't you? (laughs) It's a long time. (laughs) Other than climbing, there's not a huge amount to do. You kind of, you get it all done quite quickly, don't you? Yeah, we're actually parked up uh, in the car park of a motel in a a nearby town, probably about 40 minutes down the road called Mariposa. We've had to come here tonight just to get some... I don't know, a bit of a bit of a breather from Yosemite because yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's amazing for climbing, the best place in the world for climbing, but it's also a bit of a theme park. Yeah, it's like living in a theme park for the last ten days with busloads of tourists from all over the world, like hammering the canteen, the Starbucks, and we're just in the mix of it when we're not climbing anyway. And even when you are climbing, or you're driving somewhere to get to another climb it's all depending on like the tourism there so you could be waiting in traffic for like an hour to get a mile down the road if you just leave at the wrong time it's a it's a pretty unique place actually it is weird and i think um i think theme park is the best way to describe it because theme parks are full of tourists obviously yeah (laughs) are pretty amazing like there's obviously a great thing to do and and you leave being like that place is amazing which obviously Yosemite is it's incredible it's heavily overpriced oh yeah and the food is shit the food is terrible it is awful Uh, and we're lucky that we've got those freeze dried foods as backups but obviously you don't want to eat them every day we've we've only got enough mainly for our time on the wall and, and a few backups so we are looking for places to eat obviously shopping at the supermarket which is horrendously expensive what did we get the other day we we got like some pasta some like pasta sauces some garlic so like the most basic, basic stuff the pantry yeah and we tried to be quite like frugal with it we're like right let's just get what we like basics we need how much is it like 140 bucks yeah 150 dollars ridiculous it's it's so expensive and and then the food in the canteens and the places you can eat at uh kind of all similar prices it's 
mental. We found a, one really good spot called Degnan's Loft, which is a, like an independent barbecue spot. Barbecue. Which we have been absolutely hammering. <laughs> um, so we've, we've gone through the lot from brisket to pulled pork, chicken, ribs. Um, went to go there yesterday just to wind down with a beer and, uh, and some barbecue. Try, started trying to put on as much weight as possible before this climb. Um, and they're shut for the season, basically, other than a few hours on Friday and Saturday. Got so him. that was a, a real kick in the kidney. Kick in the kidney? Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but that's what it felt like when we walked up there and it was shut. It was, um, yeah, like taking, a, like taking a kidney stone in. It was carnage. But yeah, so that was the one, that was the one place we found and we've pretty much tried everywhere else. I mean, we're not going to eat in the five-star hotel because um, the price is extortionate and we're probably going to get let down anyway. Yeah, and it's shit anyway. But yeah, Degnan's has closed down, RIP. <laughs> we are. I think we're going to be the first people ever to climb in Yosemite for a month and come out fatter than when we came in. Maybe. Maybe that's our, like, USP. Maybe. I think the thing the that's been... lads going up <laughs> The thing that's been saving me is I've been sick with fear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sweating all the yeah. meat out and the uh, anxiety's been dropping the calories Jesus we literally go through the same thing every morning and actually the van I've had a few people ask me what it's like living in a van for 10 days and actually it's been totally fine it's um, a cool space the bed is comfy obviously you've got everything that you need right near and, um, and we're only spending the time when we're going to sleep in the van basically Um I forgot where I was going with this point. Maybe into our routine. What's our daily routine? Daily routine? What is van I mean, that was, it's probably good that you say that because I was going off on a tangent, but I don't know why. But um, van life is, uh, yeah, essentially, we'll go from waking up in the morning, shall we? Yeah. Wake so, up. Basically, where we are. Yeah. Shit ourselves. That's again. what I was saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I have 10 seconds of peace when I wake up. Like, oh, that was a good sleep. Oh, shit, I've got to climb El Cap in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, and, yeah, so we wake up, that happens, get the fear immediately, um, open the curtains, kind of wake up with the with the sun. I mean, it's quite short days here. Yeah. It, feel, it feels very short. Once you've climbed and by the time we're getting off the wall, we've been caught in the dark climbing like three times now. Um, so, yeah, wake up, kind of usually get some sort of, breakfast started getting breakfast that's kind of molded now to a drive to starbucks yeah we get up and i I think that drive to starbucks is kind of as a few reasons obviously we don't have a toilet in the van yes it's very true so we wake up and quite often it's like okay we need to leave now (laughs) one of us will dictate the pace depending on the previous night's barbecue (laughs) and how the bodies responded that's very true we'll wake up and we're staying in this little place called El Portal which is basically a lay-by on the outskirts of the park sounds so glamorous we're proper dirtbag climbers guys like we are living it so we wake up pull out of the lay-by uh, drive at 95 miles an hour to Starbucks, <laughs> depending on the barbecue. Everything flying around the back of the van. Yeah, we park up, have a Starbucks, we'll take our... Like, a Starbucks and a shite. Yeah, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true as well. And we'll, we'll then kind of sit down, we will figure out the day ahead and we'll kind of have our iPads out. We've still obviously got emails to send and respond to and kind of the business stuff as well. So we'll probably work for like an hour figure out the plan for the day, which climb you want to do, how we get there. 
And then we will genuinely watch a few YouTube videos yeah. that are going to help us with that climb. Yeah, which wasn't always the plan. Uh, probably worth saying that our original plan was to, as we've mentioned in the last couple of pods, was to get out here, kind of put this purposeful practice to the test over a three-week, really intense period, which obviously involves uh, instruction and coaching, um, which we had organised. Circumstances have meant uh, on the other person's end that they actually can't be here. So, unfortunately, of the last ten days, we've had instruction for two of those, yeah. and the, uh, the other eight have been... Uh, instructed by YouTube, which, <laughs> as I'm sure you could imagine, it's not filling us with the most hope. Uh, in fact, quite the opposite. We watch a YouTube video at 9.30 in the morning, find this multi-pitch climb, two and a half hours later, find ourselves 600 feet up, hanging on by a couple of nuts that we've placed. And it, the whole thing is, is so surreal, and it kind of feels like we're surviving <laughs> day to day rather than thriving and, and learning how to climb but it's been a well it's still been a really steep learning curve but now, we've learned a shitload yeah I, yeah I was gonna say actually uh, compared to even recording this the same time last week where we felt probably based and you probably heard it in our voices we felt like we knew what we were talking about even in that last week it feels like we've come a long way and yeah. probably what we knew then is relatively laughable especially in the last few days it's it's really ramped up i guess when you when you put yourself in those situations you have to learn and we've we've messed up a few times yeah um well for first case in point so the things that we've mentioned before is these cams that you you squeeze they get smaller you put them in a crack and you clip your rope to them and that is what catches you if and when you fall uh, so they're obviously vitally vitally important to take up the rock with you and the last thing you want to do is drop them. <laughs> so we got sent, um, Black Diamond are our climbing sponsor and they very kindly sent us basically a, a rock climber's wet dream. Yeah. They, they sent us full all, rack. all of the new climbing gear, all the the new cams, the ultralight cams, the, the nuts, the new harnesses, the new shoes, everything. And we're like walking around with this brand new, it's basically like having a designer handbag on. <laughs> we're walking around with like a Louis Vuitton bag. It's like, yes, queen, we're climbing, queen. And everyone's like, holy shit, those guys must be BD athletes. Yeah. And it's just like, holy shit, you it's couldn't kind, be it's more kind wrong. It's like turning up to a golf course with the best yeah. golf clubs in the world and then duffing it up yeah. to the ladies' tee on the first. Yeah. It's, um, that is literally it. It's, yeah. So we've been secretly whacking the cams on the floor to try and make them not as shiny well that was um, my that was why i did it so yeah, we, we were go. on a multi-pitch climb our first ever first ever multi-pitch it went really well actually we it was an amazing climb uh and i did the last pitch and the last pitch was basically uh kind of a near vertical corner crack kind of thing quite committing but not not particularly hard and I placed a bit of gear and then I climbed up probably, what, 10 feet? Yeah. And it was literally the last bit of gear before the top. And had a good left-hand hold and I was like, right, I'll bang in a bit of gear here just to be safe. Uh, brought out a brand spanking new $200 Black Diamond Ultralight number four cam. Went to place it and I probably had about six inches either side of this cam. Completely, <laughs> completely misjudged the size of the crack that I was trying to place it in. And tried to put it in there, tried to put it in there. And all this time, I'm obviously 
I'm hanging off one arm so I'm beginning to get the shakes in the left arm you're below me belaying probably looking at me like oh shit he's coming off here <laughs> yeah. so then I'm like right okay I need a different bit of gear put it in my mouth and just drop the can and we're probably 600 feet up at this moment and this this brand spanking new can just disappears over the edge of this cliff it's like shit so then I try and place another bit of gear doesn't work another bit of gear and by this point it's like I'm about to fall off so I've probably got a 20 foot drop um, onto a pretty ropey nut below me yeah really small yeah at which point it was like sod it and just just kind of went for the top and luckily topped out without falling um, but then we were like obviously a bit gutted we dropped this cam because we only have a certain amount of them and it's it was seriously expensive amazing piece of kit uh, and we wrapped down and then somehow the bottom of this cliff like miles away <laughs> we just come across it's like glistening in the in the brush yeah good job it was so near yeah, and shiny exactly. <laughs> out but yeah it bounced all the way down so result we saved ourselves a, a number four um and then the second calamity fail um, was after we probably after this. Uh, was it after the, we recorded last week? Yeah. And we'd just done rescue practice with Eric, and he's he's our instructor or coach guy. Sorry, and um, he was teaching us you know what you do if you're in an emergency situation and you you drop something or you have to ascend the rope. Uh, or if someone's knocked out, how you help them out and, and lower them down. Um, during the multi-pitch climb, uh, no, this is, yeah, the, the first climb we did, sorry, by ourselves in the valley, we threw the rope off, so you link the rope at the top as if you're gonna rappel down to the bottom. Um, linked it all through, did everything we've been taught, really happy with, uh, with how we felt about the whole thing, threw the ropes down to the bottom uh, to start rappelling. I attached myself onto the rappel and start going down. Get about 60 feet down the rope, 70 feet down the rope, and just hear a shout from this guy at the bottom just saying, lads, your rope's not on the ground. So it's obviously a total, total rookie error, but the last thing you want to do is rappel off the end of a rope. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we put the emergency procedure to test uh, the day after we learnt it, which was, yeah, pretty funny, but pretty um, pretty unnecessary in hindsight. But I think you got to learn by doing things wrong. I mean, yeah, we got out of it. Yeah, so. maybe not rappelling off the end of the rope, but definitely um, I think we reacted to it quite well. Yeah, it was absolutely fine. And I think we, we've been put in a position now where we are having to do a lot of stuff on our own. Um, but I think there's, there's kind of pros and cons to it but the pros are that you make these mistakes and you get out of them yourselves and when you do that you learn three other things um but yeah we're we're basically having an off day today so no climbing today is we've pretty much been climbing every day for the last 10 and our bodies are beginning to feel it um we try and kind of stretch as much as we can every morning uh we've got a foam roller out here with us we've got kind of balms uh we've got cbd oil from a company called four five who are sponsoring us so we're trying our best to keep our bodies kind of in decent enough shape to keep climbing yeah i mean we are we are putting that to the test yeah full on it's uh it's surprising we don't feel like we're doing a huge amount of actual climbing there's a huge amount of faff involved whether it's hiking for a while to get to the climbing spot uh, dealing with all the ropes and even when you're halfway up the multi-pitch or halfway up the climb and you've got to flake the rope out kind of 
declutter everything. Um, the actual climbing time probably feels maybe 10% of the day and the faff and everything around it takes the rest of the time. But by the end of every day, we're absolutely battered. Our hands are taking a, a, a proper pasting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really putting it to the test. And yeah, to be honest, so far so good. I thought, or we both thought we were going to be in pieces by this point. And we're aware that we've done you know, a lot of physical climbing and a lot of stuff, but uh, we do feel way better than way better than we thought we would and we're sleeping way better as well which is um yeah which is obviously key and probably partly to do with being outside all day and then being scared most of it um <laughs> but that's the biggest thing i think that i kind of i didn't realize when we signed up for this was this this big wall climbing it's, it isn't really rock climbing no it's it's big walling isn't yeah it? it's, it's actually climbing. a totally different sport yeah and i think when people watch these climbing films yeah they are rock climbing on big walls but they are the we best. are not <laughs> they, are the, they are the best in the world yeah and what it is literally just a logistical challenge totally it's being organized with your rope it is jugging up fixed lines it is hauling 100 kilo bags it is all this stuff that you would have no idea goes into getting up a cliff face yeah. until you actually get into it and if anyone's expecting our film to be this porno kind of <laughs> climbing documentary where we're topless, like dinoing from ledge to edge, <laughs> it's not going to be like Trust that. Trust us, we wish yeah, it was like that exactly. more than anyone. It's basically going to be two fat lads crying on the side of a cliff, <laughs> pulling bags up behind them <laughs> with a couple oh, of head torches on. It's so true. It's um, yeah, it's not glamorous at all, and it's doing this like logistical operation with really high consequences huge huge consequence which is it's not this you, you definitely can't just muscle your way through it it's not even just a bouldering climbing problem it you have to think your way through it and for every potential solution to something there's maybe five options and if you don't choose the right one you put yourself in more danger it's uh yeah that is i totally agree that's where my eyes have been opened massively is actually how unimportant the climbing is yeah it's weird it's um yeah but i mean but hey lucky we trained loads indoors hey? yeah exactly <laughs> Good job we're pulling ourselves up the pink roots in the i West genuinely Way. think a tree surgeon would be far better suited Definitely. to climb El Cap. Tree surgeon, scaffolder. Yeah. Yeah, like skyscraper window cleaner. Skyscraper window cleaner. Yeah, that is a role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen a few of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And even more, so, even so than, than boulders and things like that. A hundred percent. Purely just training the gym. I think, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been really, really interesting. And... Well, what, what did we do yesterday in that I guess has opened our eyes to that even more was we went up to a place called Sickle Ledge on El Capitan. So it was our first time actually getting on El Cap. So we obviously stood at the bottom of it. We've sat in the valley uh, one evening and watched it. Oh, which we'll talk about in a minute. That was nuts. Yeah. Um, but it was the first time we actually got on El Cap. So standing at the bottom of the rock and then making progress up only to the top of the fourth pitch um, but that's really tricky and it was a really good experience we won't learn absolutely loads yeah so that was uh, so Eric kind of led the way who, who kind of knows that route uh, pretty well and, and this is the same route we're going to be climbing it's called the nose it's like the most famous climbing route on the planet and this is for us to really just actually get to grips with 
what it's going to be like. And we followed Eric up. There were, and immediately it was just different because there were loads of other parties. There were people behind us, climb, kind of like climbing through us and hauling bags. And our ropes got stuck on their bag, and we had to figure that out. And <laughs> there's there's six people on an anchor, and it's all this stuff, and it's all this new stuff happening whilst you are stood on a ledge the size of a book yeah like a thousand feet up yeah and it's trying to get used to that that is kind of the biggest challenge ahead of us that you need to operate efficiently and confidently whilst leaning back into space yeah with while you're basically on the top of a 10-story building and it felt obvious that we were the ones it was our first go up there and it was so natural to everyone else and it was um, we're just like gripping on the yeah, wall like we, it's, it feels so against human nature to just actually relax and, and lean back and because if that thing fails then you're you're gone but if you're leaning in there's some sort of thing that makes you want to grab hold of the rock at all points but yeah that was good we were doing things called lower outs which is where a climbing route especially on the nose very rarely just goes straight up so you have to move right and left like quite a long way and if you're a person the person not leading going second you have to obviously like go up the rope but not swing so you have to do all this technique to lower yourself away and also to lower the bag out so it doesn't go bouncing across and take other people out climbing or or fall off the rope and um I just have a really funny memory of Tom was lowering me out so like practicing I was like going around the corner like out of view um and he was doing it perfectly well and I just had so little control I was just bouncing on my back <laughs> from the bottom it must have looked so ridiculous this is like a scared teddy bear just bouncing on my back around this rock and then finally finally climbing up afterwards but it's been yeah that was really eye-opening that, but it's that that's morning. another thing like something you just don't think about because if you could imagine the first person's climbing and they're placing gear as they go and clipping the rope so when you look at it following the rope deviates up to 100 feet right or left and then you've got to go up behind them take that gear out clean the route and then climb up to them and obviously if you take a piece of gear out and there's a hundred foot deviation to the right you are going to swing that a hundred foot yeah and we got told the other day that you actually swing horizontally as fast as you fall vertically yeah so if you swing a hundred feet you're basically falling vertically a hundred feet and there are huge flakes and massive kind of outcrops of rock on this route and you'll hit that wall at kind of terminal velocity as if you just jumped off a building and you'll die it will kill you or you'll break every bone in your body and be absolutely done he said it happened like three weeks ago someone who's paralysed because they swung didn't lower up properly and smashed themselves into a rock it's just like bloody hell yeah and that that is when you're in that environment you cannot make a mistake and that's what Eric keeps stressing is you don't need to be a world-class climber you just need to be a world-class operative in these systems and yeah. that that is kind of what our goal is over the next couple of weeks um so yeah we climb in the day going back to the routine we we do these climbs that eric sets us we go out we have an adventure we fail we learn then we get back we'll we'll have some food or whatever uh and then we'll drive to el portal get in our van and we'll watch netflix on the ipad yeah. Which has been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What have you been watching? Great all, all or nothing on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, the... Carolina Panthers. Oh, I'm a massive Panthers fan, baby! Yeah. It's, uh, that's been great. Hell of a programme. 
you weren't actually a believer in it, but I had to get you on to uh, All God. or Nothing, right, which so is fantastic. Every adventure we do, I usually bring a load of films on an iPad. And I'm like, yeah, mate, this is a good one. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Like, I'm totally in for that one. Like, let's watch that one. It's like, okay, cool. Put it on. Well, usually three or four minutes. This is look over. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> but because this one is about American sport, you've got a bit of an obsession with American sport, don't you? Yeah, love it. Like... Falling for it. Genuinely. Like, you'll, if you look away for 20 seconds and you look back, like nine times out of ten which was watching a basketball video on his phone yeah it's just like LeBron for the three it's like what the fuck are you doing man suckered in by House of Highlights Bleacher Report and it was along those lines very well put together documentary you just sat there just like so attentive I've never seen you not Following fall asleep the Carolina Panthers so I'm actually waiting for you to download the next series I can't the signal is so <laughs> shit out oh my god the signal it's like living in 1992 and the rugby we're missing most of the rugby world cup but we found the other night. Yes. So obviously is, it's a semi semi uh, quarterfinals even this weekend, and we're like England Australia. We have to watch it. So we're googling hotels, we're calling them, seeing if they've got good Wi-Fi, and we found a ten meter square spot in a random car park in Yosemite Valley where the four G is better than my Wi-Fi at home. Yeah. It is. It's not hard. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm running off like a dial up at home. <laughs> And uh, we think we've cracked it. So yeah. that's where it's, what is it, like half 12 here on Saturday, the England game. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So we're going to pitch up there and try and watch the game and stream it. Yeah, absolutely thrilled for it. But yeah, that's been uh, gutting watching. We've been waking up and watching the highlights in Game Boy quality um, imagery. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy routine, to be fair. But... Uh, I think we're definitely making progress towards the goal and it's still looking like the end of October is going to be when we we have a have a go for it and we've got loads to learn before then we've been given a particular like set of routes and multi-pitches to keep an eye out for and to try and tick off over the next couple of weeks to kind of get us in that mindset and, and ready to go but uh, I mean the hardest thing is hauling the, hauling the bloody bag I think that is um that is going to be tough it's two days uh, three three days maybe even four worth of water and food especially with those blow up dolls in there as well yeah exactly as we mentioned before exactly they do weigh a lot we maybe don't need to bring six of them but (laughs) (laughs) we've got to fill the ledge haven't we more the merrier yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, they've all got a role so um, (laughs) it's uh, yeah it's going to be I mean, that is going to be the... Because you let that thing go, like we were saying earlier, that thing goes bouncing across the rock. Oh, everyone dies. Yeah, or it falls, it's it's killing person at the bottom. <laughs> what was interesting this time, which we didn't see the last couple of times we went, and it's probably down to the films and maybe the time of year, but when we rappelled off Sickle Ledge, there was a mini crowd at the bottom. and it they felt were, like a bit of a legend, yeah, actually. they were asking loads of questions. We're getting that quite a lot. Now, it took a few pictures of me, yeah. which is mental. Fuck off, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bastard. So like, can I get a picture? I was like, this is hilarious. So like, oh, God, guys, sorry, I'm just a bit tired, just been up out. <laughs> I was like, no, we saw you, just went up there. It's like, nah, son of a bitch. They were like, what happened? Why didn't you go to the top? It's like, oh, God. Oh, because, because i got to get back down for lunch. What are you yeah. about? But we were getting asked quite a lot. Now, we're basically Yosemite locals now because we're just climbing dirt bags. Um, we've had a couple of funny interactions. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the first one, so there are probably... I'd say a ratio of eight to two in favour of 
Orientals yeah. in Yosemite. Definitely. They are bussing in the Koreans, the Japanese, the Chinese. Malaysian. Um, the, ooh, yeah. I haven't seen many Malay, I won't lie. <laughs> I, I thought I saw a busload earlier, but maybe not. <laughs> Just one busload of Malaysians, yeah. that's all. That's the quota. And, boy, oh boy, these guys love a photo, um, which is absolutely fine. But we were we were cooking in the van um, breakfast the other morning, and we just heard this little mousy whisper like, oh, excuse me. And it's like, oh, hello. And she opened with... We are Korean traveller. Yeah, it's like say it how it is. Yeah. I'm an English bastard. <laughs> I'm a Korean traveller. Where can we sleep in our van? Yeah, that was it. Because they're, the, they're the same van brands, so they had an escape camper van. Yeah, which is what we've got as well. And these escape camper vans are basically brightly graffitied, so you you know one if you saw one. Yeah. Ours is covered in bears, which is mental. <laughs> bears, I think, had some lovely artwork on yeah. it. But they, they identified with us as part of that collective. We are escape community. Yeah, we are escape community. You are Korean traveller. And we helped them. <laughs> yes. We helped them. We we pointed them in the direction of where we stay. Yeah. Invited them round where, to watch... Uh, where we stay. <laughs> we, we invited them round to watch an episode of uh, All or Nothing. Yeah. They declined, and I think they actually stayed in the five-star <laughs> yeah. one. They just put themselves up but, in the hotel. Um, that was good. And then we came down for a multi-pitch and got asked straight away. But the classic, the classic British traveller. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this El Capitano then. <laughs> Mark's staring at a waterfall called Yosemite Falls. Which is um, like probably an eighth of the size yeah. of El Cap. It's, it's like going to Paris and looking at a shopping centre and going so this Eiffel Tower then boss or what is that the Louvre then you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> just so tempted to go yes that is El Capitano the fact you call it El Capitano oh, no. just, must be an O on I the I like end. it just yeah. put an O on it yeah if it starts with L then it's clearly going to have an O on the <laughs> other one <laughs> exactly as all Spanishes yeah. do yeah is that that El Capitano fellas it's like, <laughs> yeah big lad it is get the photos in whilst you're here absolutely brilliant <laughs> I must start adding O's to the end of words yeah. I think it just makes you sound more intellectual it certainly did for him yeah yeah that is that is absolutely brilliant though but yeah the uh you know we're just here offering help out of our local knowledge and i think the more time we spend here the, the greater that will become um but yeah the week ahead i mean not much changes for us we are just going to keep on training keep on learning keep on pushing ourselves until hopefully the last week of october we're going to do the big one Jesus do the big one I can't wait to go home I can't wait get me back to a bit of normality get me back to my new build I know, Jesus. I know comfort is the killer but blimey a bit of comfort wouldn't go miss. oh fucking hell I just want to sit by the desk it's um yeah I mean it, we've also got to plan it's quite busy at the moment the like the route is obviously a good time of year for people to do LCAP um, and we're kind of unearthing more and more reasons why why people bail on it there's so much stuff out of our control as well that you obviously try and mitigate with good planning and the time that you leave but things like other parties on the route you know you could get to you could be climbing for a ledge to sleep somewhere and there it could be totally full there could be three people on the ledge you get up there and they go sorry lads we've got this place tonight and you're essentially stuck. You either carry on and try and get to the next ledge and the exact same could happen, or you rappel down and try and go to the lower ledge, but by that point, it could be full as well. Um, and you could end up sleeping in your harness. And if that happens like a couple of times and it's very hard, to, obviously, to overtake on these routes, um, you end up going at the pace of the group in front of you 
And if you've not packed enough food and water for that, then you can't do it and, and you bail. And well, it's been really interesting chatting with Eric and fig, trying to figure out a routine or, or a plan of attack to actually give ourselves the best chance of completing it. So that'll all play a part in the next couple of weeks as well is, is keeping sort of monitoring on times of day when it's busy up there and a best route for us to go and make the best progress in a day and things like that. So we'll keep you updated on... Um, any progress we learn which I'm, I'm sure will be loads well yeah you can actually see the best time to see how busy the route is at night and we sat in the meadow the oh, other night yeah. um, grabbed a couple of Pacifico beers yeah. what a beer what a beer what a lake beer that was. hashtag lake beer <laughs> and uh, sat there had some of our fire pot food had dinner there and just watched the kind of the sun go down on the wall and as soon as the sun goes down and it becomes dusk all the headlamps oh beeping we're in a car park oh yeah um, it's locked <laughs> uh, all the headlamps come on and you can see all the climbing parties on the whole of El Cap, and they're like little fireflies. And you can see where they are, and kind of you're looking in the guidebook, and okay, they're the third of the way up, or they've got five more pictures to go, or they've just started. And a lot of these nutters climb at night because it's cool and the, the rock is cold, um, which is just absolutely mental still. <laughs> and we were sat there, and we were looking at all these lights, and suddenly we heard this, like... It sounded like... I thought it was a jet yeah. to begin with. You thought it was rockfall. I thought it was rockfall, yeah. But it's like the loudest sound you could imagine and we're both like almost like ducking down like what what the fuck is that and we're like what is that and it's like oh my god that was rockfall or i was like that's a fighter jet and then suddenly you hear this like <laughs> and it's these batshit crazy base jumpers wingsuit flying off the top of el cap and they jump off the top and they do it at night because it's illegal yeah and they to wear, get out of yeah there, and they have to basically have to bail before the the rangers pick them up and it's like a five grand fine these nutters parachuted over the top of us and we were just sat there like oh my god the ball was on those lads yeah unbelievable absolutely yeah and the sound was frightening it's uh yeah we, and then you could just see like the canopy open on the parachute just as it's getting dark and oh, i'd have thought it would have landed in the meadow because it's like the only piece of flat ground but they've obviously got it totally dialed in straight into the back of the car and gone but uh yeah that was that was an experience in itself i imagine the guys on the wall were absolutely oh, yeah, bricking yeah, yeah. it yeah that if, must if, have been if that was, so if that was me on the wall i'd fall off immediately yeah, i'd have thought <laughs> rockfall's coming down send regards to everyone I've ever met <laughs> kind regards love you all yeah. I would have just let go and fallen yeah like that, just take their please yeah. <laughs> carnage unbelievable but yeah that was that was mightily impressive so that is that is where we are that is what we're up to at the moment it's a surreal life far removed from the uh, the comfort of home but it's incredibly rewarding and awesome um all the same so we have had a few questions on instagram and stuff as well so we'll, we'll fly into them i reckon cool first one is from mark uh is climbing taxing on the body and how do you avoid injury good question actually great question uh yes, yes climbing is very taxing on the body climbing in general is taxing on the body this is not like any climbing we've done it's it's the the crack climbing which is totally different like we mentioned last week and it is quite hard on your feet and your ankles and on your skin on your hands yeah, the, um, the hands are ripped to shreds at the moment yeah it's uh that is really savage um and how do you avoid injury great question so i think like you said earlier it's a lot of it is prevention and routine that is about 
kind of avoiding injury. I think if it happens, obviously it happens and you're putting yourself in incredibly stressful situations. But uh, I think sticking to the routine of warming up, foam rolling, you kind of get more and more used to the type of muscles that you're going to be using and know how to warm up those sort of things. Um, yeah, and, it, and so far, so good. Touch wood, um, we've put ourselves in many a stressful positions and, and situations and climbed pretty hard as well. And, yeah, we're as surprised as anyone that we're not absolutely hanging in bits at the moment. Well, the, cli- the climbing's actually fixed my neck. Yeah, that's true, actually. Which is a huge shock. Yeah. You just, you just had a laptop neck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I can all that poor new. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody desk jockey. <laughs> bloody hell. But, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> Jesus, that was porno. If anyone didn't, uh, couldn't decipher. I'm joking. I don't watch that it on the fantastic. laptop. I'm not a peasant. That goes on the widescreen. Um, yeah, so it seems to have healed my neck, which is weird. But yeah, we foam rollers. We we take anti-inflammatories. We take CBD oils and and kind of tablets and balms, just to try and uh, prevent it. And so far, so good. So touch wood. That yeah. continues. Fingers crossed, yeah. Um, right, next question from Miles. What do you do when you are not climbing? Uh, Miles, we have very much answered that. <laughs> it is a lot of um, sitting in the van, yeah. <laughs> thinking about climbing. <laughs> yeah, scared, <laughs> very scared. We're either watching content on the iPads. There's a We spend a lot of time reading the climbing topos, which are guidebooks essentially and they are like calligraphy if um calligraphy uh hieroglyphics hieroglyphics they are like hieroglyphics and or chinese like a chinese menu okay um right it's very hard to decipher you eat you your chinese where there's no english um, legend. Yeah, just because that's when you know it's good. You know, it's classic. Uh, if the Chinese I am restaurant traveller. is I full of Chinese people, it's probably good. Yeah, exactly. And you end um, up with feet on your own. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> bloody hell, I've got a duck's cock in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> um, so. <laughs> <laughs> you never had that in the Chinese. A Dutch cock? No, ducks. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like a Dutchman's cock in No! I was like, Jesus, firstly, man. what Chinese? Secondly, <laughs> what's a Dutchman doing? So it's in a there? number 142. Yeah. 142 the is Dutchman's a piece. Dutchman's <laughs> cock in your mouth. Oh, Jesus. wow. Okay, Soho. Only in Soho that can happen. Um, but we spend a lot of time reading the they're called topos and they are yeah whatever we've done with the dust yeah, now they are maps <laughs> of the climbing routes and they're hard mm. to understand yeah. and I mean we spend when we're not climbing most of the time failing to get to the climb because you these are terrible little trails to get to the base of the climb and they're all terribly signposted uh, so we're lost most of the time and then when you get up there you go wrong you're a bit fucked so we try and Try and study them, watch the iPad, and drink a fair amount of coffee. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we do when we're not climbing. Uh, oh, finally, where do you sleep on the wall from RP? Um, well, as you kind of mentioned earlier, there's two ways you can do it, really. Um, the most conventional way that a lot of people see in the films and on Instagram is the portal edges, which is basically a hanging tent. We luckily, I don't think, are going to need one on the nose because with the kind of the the schedule we've got in terms of where we want to reach at the end of each day, there are natural ledges. But as James said earlier, 
the route's pretty busy at the moment and it's kind of first come first serve so if you get up to a ledge where you're going to sleep and there's a party of three the ledge is full at which point you've got a pretty shit predicament where you're probably going to have to attach yourself to the wall in your harness and just sleep in your harness um hopefully that will happen to us we're going to try and get up there before other people um and we'll just have a tiny thin little kind of uh padded mat we'll put that down and we'll zip ourselves up in some big sleeping bags and that will be it that will be our bed Uh, we were we were surprised actually even in the van it's been getting close to zero degrees at night now and um yeah pretty alarming when you know that you're going to spend multiple days hanging uh or on on the rock face so yeah good sleeping bags are key and we will either we get to a legend it's busy we'll either fight people or we will try and pay, pay them, them for yes. their place yeah. <laughs> everyone has a price yeah exactly so and we know the motel prices around here what would be your price if someone was like i'll buy i want to buy that spot off you what if i have if the you spot, have the spot and they're like i need i what i'm sleeping there how much money do you need to, and i'd to have, have to sleep place? in my harness you'd either have to yeah Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a lot. I think it's gonna be a grand. A grand. Yeah. GB, not, GBP. Is that a lot? I'll take it for a grand. Would you? I'm gonna fucking sleep anywhere. I'm gonna be shitting myself. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually. I might as well shit myself on the harness. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will do. We'll talk about that next week. How yeah, we do that? That is a question, probably the most asked question. Um, but we're gonna, we'll save that because um, we might do a dry run of it or a wet run, however it goes. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna. We'll answer that one once we've got some experience in the matter. Um, matter. <laughs> fecal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, um, what a note to end on. But yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think hopefully that's answered the questions. Yes. Um, I don't know what the question was. I can't remember. <laughs> it's like, how much do you have a shit? It's like, is that the question? <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly not. Um, but right, I think I think we'll call that for for the day episode for the week. 10 fantastic oh, made it to the 10th podcast hope you enjoyed it please do let everyone know we're out here <laughs> <laughs> we're very lonely we may not come back <laughs> and we'd love for people to talk to us on instagram so please tell your friends yeah any questions climbing or, or doesn't even have to be yeah. adventure related yeah. anymore if anyone wants to chat just yeah. call that's fine yeah. don't talk to Frank talk yeah. to us yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah we will be back next week and sorry it's uh, it's a bit delayed again but we're professional rock climbers yeah, the so schedule's to, running yeah. wild you'll so, have to deal with yeah. it yeah um, but yeah thanks for listening guys and um, we'll speak to you soon ciao ciao